Welcome everybody to the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the Radio Teacher. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer of Dothan Woods Football on 96.9, The Legend. And the show is back to being weekly again. Very excited about that. Did a few off-season additions, but now with the, with the season upon us, back to doing weekly episodes. And I'm really excited for today's episode because I'm going to be joined by two guests. First up, I'll be joined by a new Abbeville head coach, LeBrian Stewart. Talk about his excitement for the upcoming season. Take a look at the Yellow Jackets and also ask him, what does Friday Night Football mean to him? Then I'll be joined by WDHN Sports Director Michael Rinker, who is new to the Wiregrass. We'll talk to him about what made him get into journalism, a little bit about him, and we'll also talk about what he saw from the Dothan Wolves scrimmage on Friday night and some things he's heard from other coaches around the area. So, two fantastic interviews coming up for you in just a second. But first, let you guys know you can find a podcast, of course, it's on Apple Podcasts in the Google Play Store. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. I check the reviews. I look it up on iTunes. If you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also check out the podcast on 95.5 WTVY, 96.9 The Legend, and KMX 16.7 Apps. Very easy to find on the apps. You just open up the app, and boom, they are there. Very easy to find, so go check out the podcast there as well and if you want to contact me you can always hit me up on social media at p jordan sec anyways guys let's get in to this week's conversations first up with abbeville head coach lebron stewart everybody joining me first on this week's edition of the wiregrass high school football report is abbeville head coach lebron stewart and uh, coach stewart i do appreciate you taking the time out uh this week and coming on the show oh thanks for having me Oh, it's great to have you on, and uh, you uh, got brought on, got hired a few weeks ago, but congratulations on the, being the new head coach at Abbeville. Just, I guess I want to lead with that. Uh, what's just your excitement level of being back on the sidelines uh, coaching at the varsity level again? Um, you know, especially with, in this situation that, you know, you got, you know, most of your team is back, and um, you, you, you're going into a group of, kids that are, you know it is a senior laden team but uh, you know they you know over the last three or four years the the success that this group has had and you know so you don't have to teach them how to win it's just now going in and doing things your way and and uh, tweaking some things here and there but you know great group of kids it's, you know they they welcomed me and some of our new guys with uh with open arms on uh, the community has been great um, you know, and, and the administration has been very supportive of just, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those situations that, you know, just happens every blue moon where, you know, you, uh, you replace a coach that wasn't fired, you know, you, you know, left for another job. And um, you inherit uh, a team that uh, that knows how to win, that are physical, uh, you know, and a great group of kids. I, you know, that that's one of the things that, you know, that, that really impressed me is when they don't complain, they come in and just ready to work and, uh, you know, they already had their team goals set and, uh, you know, that they believed it. And I also believe that, you know, we can make a nice run, you know, you know, Lord willing that we're able to play as long as we can and um, because it, it is very exciting. 
I know with the team too, and uh, read some stuff, reading some articles about the Abbeville Yellow Jackets. Uh, offensive line uh, got a lot of guys coming back there. Uh, four starters coming back, and of course, with you, your past, you offensive line, you played the position and you've coached the offensive line. Uh, how important mm-hmm. is that to have a group that's cohesive like that, that's played together uh, on the offensive mm-hmm. line? When you got a group of kids, of you know, like I said, having four four starters back and. Uh, you know, when you got a group of kids that are, uh, you know, that have established the, the attitude and the mindset of, you know, we want to pound the rock. You know, you don't. There's there's not much that you can come in and change, uh, because you know, as far as play calling or or types of plays, you know, they've done a lot. Uh, you know, they've been in the spread, they've been in the, in the double wing, they've been, you know, they've got experience with the veer, and and which makes for an easy group to coach because the kids, you know, they get down in three point stand, and you know they don't mind hitting the sled, and uh, you know just you know you don't have just great great depth, uh, you know where you got three and four different platoons to come in. We got you know some older guys, we got some younger guys that are learning from those older guys how to be linemen. And, uh, you know, they, they play a lot of football. You know, you got several kids that are two- and three-year starters, and, that, you know, it, it does make it fun. Uh, uh, being an O-line coach, and, you know, that's what I coach. That's what I'm going to coach is offensive line and uh, just going in and, and working technique and, you know, kind of doing, you know, you know, changing a little, you know, a little uh, verbiage, but, uh, you know, in terminology. But as far as, you know, what, what was there when I got there, it, it's not in bad shape. So, you know, now it's just, you know, like I say, doing things, uh, you know, my way and, uh, you know, add my touch to it. But uh, with the group of kids that we have, it, it certainly makes it fun. Um, you know, it, it's a lot easier when you got seniors that are already leaders. And, uh, you know, and so the culture of winning is already there. You know, you mentioned you're going to pound the rock this season behind that offensive line and with your running game as well. Uh, when you look at it too, uh, what does that do for your passing game as well this upcoming season? The uh, you know that that's one thing we we've added a few little changes in the passing game, uh, a couple more concepts. You know, having having you know a kid Gabriel Shell. He's you know he's he's six three, two hundred twenty pounds. He runs a four five forty. Uh, he could play tight end. He could play wide receiver. And he also plays defensive end. You really don't get that much. Um, that when you have a kid that big and that athletic, and then you know he has a great GPA, uh, you know he he's getting some college looks um, as a tight end. And uh, but then you go back and you look at what he's done as a defensive end; it's not bad either. Man, uh, you know, but so having a kid like that, and, and you know, to add to that offensive line, and then you're looking at uh, you know running back wise, uh, you know we got three guys that can throw it up in there just as good as, as you know as, as it has been in the past, and um, you know, you got uh, Rakavis Dozer, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Juan uh, Tavis Conley. And then you got the quarterback, uh, you know, that, uh, that's that been there, uh, you know, been playing since the 10th grade and, uh, you know, had a, a early exit in his junior year after game four. But, uh, you know, come, comes back in the spring and ready to go. And then, of course, you know, we didn't have a spring training, so – you know, you have a change in head coach. You come back and, you know, Montrevious, you know, Glanton, which has been a great leader. He's the first kid that practice every day. Um, you know, I know when he's driving up, you know, we could be on the, in the coach's office doing some things, and here he comes. You know, he'll, you know, we have practice at 3. He'll be there at 2.20. 
and uh, every day. Uh, but uh, if, if somebody's missing, he's getting on the phone or Snapchat or our group message, and or you know he's even gone to go pick up kids. And uh, when you got that kind of leadership, uh, you know it, it, it does. It makes it, uh, it makes the transition a lot easier. Um, we were able to keep, uh, in, you know, um, one of our you know guys that have been there for years. Uh, you know, Brandon Buck, uh, our NATO defensive coordinator. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we got, you know, another guy, Alan Caps, that has done, uh, he's been the offense coordinator in the past. And, you know, he may, you know, he's he's also our team chaplain. And, uh, you know, he, he you know, uh, may be in the process of pursuing, you know, other job opportunities. But, uh, you know, the, the time that I've got a chance to spend with those guys and, you know, just, it, it has made the transition a lot easier as far as, you know, just getting things done. And, um, but, you know, once again, you know, praise to, you know, our, our administration, you know, man, Daryl Brooks, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful that he gave me an opportunity to be the head football coach here. And, and, you know, um, and he's doing these things for the kids, not just for the coach. Um, you know, he, he's providing everything that we need and a lot of things that we want. I can tell you that. So, you know, the, you know, w- with with a small community, and you know, it's, it's been great just coming in and and just seeing these people, you know, going to the grocery store, some of the convenience stores, or or going and checking on some local businesses about you know supporting us, and um, they've been you know they've been more than willing to do so. Uh, so uh, you know, it, it's you know, it's exciting. And then you look at the you know the opportunity, maybe you know February of next year, you know, having you know a, a new stadium and. Uh, uh, which they've already started working on that and baseball and track and softball and you know you know hopefully within the next year or so we can play you know uh, you know some home games on campus. So, uh, you know it's, it's been great man I'm, I'm telling you it's it's, it's a blessing um, you know I you know uh, Abbeville was looking for a head football coach and you know and you had a head football coach looking for a high school to go coach and uh, that's why I said match made in heaven. You know, you mentioned the uh, defense a little bit there, and then, of course, nine, uh, nine players coming back, seven seniors, and this was a team that only gave up. I mean, it was like 15 points per game, a little bit under that. And then also, I was looking at it, held six opponents under 10 points or less. So you got a, a lot of them guys coming back as well. I mean, coming back, and, I mean, look, there's no offense they're going to go up against they haven't seen. So how, how big is that? And what kind of defense do you look to run to as well? Yeah, we, we um, you know, like I said, we, you know, you definitely got to be multiple. Uh, you know, we'll be based out of the four three, but we'll do some different things. Uh, you know, we, we'll play some zone and man. We got the athletes to play a lot of man. Um, and of course, if you know you plan on bringing pressure, you got to play some man. Uh, you know, in our situation, uh, you know, you got just a great core in the box where you know you got. Uh, you know, uh, Rakeva is those kid that's been starting since eighth grade, and uh, you know, and I, I, and I told him, I said, man, I've been hearing his name, you know, for for years. I thought you were gone, and uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty sure must be glad when he does graduate. But uh, you know, and and just to see you know him being a staple and the leader on on the defense, um, you know, you got uh, you know uh, Arthur Thomas, uh, which is. A kid that he could play, and and this is honestly, I hadn't kids that can do this. Kid can play corner, he could play linebacker, he could play nose guard, and uh, you could do so much with you know with kids that are you know like I said strong, 
uh, and uh, they're you know they got a will to win, and and you know it doesn't matter what defense you line them up in. If they you know if they got you know if it's been instilled in them to play physical and run to the ball and and go tackle, that uh, you know you can be successful. And so you know just and then you know this is a group that uh, these group of seniors are the group that I think may have gone maybe seventh grade, where normally some of the kids would play city league, and uh, you had a a year off in the city league, so these kids went from seventh grade right into playing junior varsity football, and um, you know, they, you know, they probably got you know beat up, and you know, a lot of them were practice players. And then you know, we came in eighth grade, and you got you know one or two of them to get some reps, uh, just you know, due to depth, and then you know, you were able to develop that over time, and then now you got a group of kids that stick together, and they believe in that. They played, you know, they yeah, they can go back and talk about. Uh, give you some of the stories and scores when they were playing city league ball, and then now you know you got you got those same group of kids that are together. So uh, you know, I, I, it's exciting, man. I you know just you know I can't you know I can't thank you know thank God enough for this opportunity because uh, it, it is a great opportunity. You know, everything's falling in place, and just now we just want to make sure we keep everybody healthy, keep everything sprayed down, and keep working. And you know, you don't got to you know it's, it's not about trying to outcoach someone is more so about making sure my players can outplay your players and that's what we want to be able to do yeah and uh yeah, and i'm looking forward to it. i'm looking forward to seeing uh what your team can do this season and uh because what i do during the broadcast for dothan wolves games i keep up the scores and i'm the scoreboard update host so uh i know last year last year i was always looking at their scores i'll be doing i'll be keeping a close eye uh this year as well and something i like to ask a uh, first time guest here on this podcast is is a short little question kind of close it out it is uh when you hear the term friday night football what does that mean to you Oh man, I'm gonna tell you. I go back and I'm the best times of my life. You know, I played college ball, played in some big ball games, won conference and national championships. But there's nothing like Friday night. Uh, you know, the smell of the hot dogs, the echo of the band. When you hear the band, just you know, they're in the, they're in the back and they're and they're warming up and and you and you smell. You know, you see the smoke in the air and you and you got the the announcer giving test test and it's echoed through the city. You know, there's it, no greater feeling than high school football on a Friday night with a packed stadium and kids that are just focused and locked in. And, you know, and you got the, the band and the cheerleaders, they're all playing their part. And, you know, you pretty much got the, the whole city, uh, you know, looking looking at, at, at this one place. You know, that's the thing, man, with Friday night football, it, you know, what does it mean? It's just... Man, it you know gives you chills just to, you know just to think about it, and that's that's the part of, of football that I've missed. You know, playing on Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, as middle school or whatever. But man, just you know those Friday nights, you know, just the you know, game prep throughout the week, and you know even what you do on the weekend and hanging and, and washing jer- uh, you know jerseys and uniforms and you know just prep game film. I miss all of that and. uh so you know, Friday nights to me, man. It, you know, we, we make it an event in the Stewart House. And, you know, we really do. You know, from you know, after games, even my wife. You know, you know, we we win, and you know, we go to Waffle House, and you know, be able to sit down and and have dinner at the Waffle House after the game. So I, 
you know, I miss everything about Friday nights, and that's why, you know, I'm just grateful for this opportunity. It's always cool. You know, I don't get to go to them because I'm in the studio as much now, but uh, it's always a good atmosphere, especially the smaller communities. And, uh, Coach, I do yeah. appreciate uh, you taking the time coming on the show, and I wish you all the good luck this season with Abbeville Yellow Jackets, and I hope maybe uh, we can uh, do this again sometime during the season see how everything is going for you. Good deal, and thank you for having me. All right, buddy, football season is right around the corner, and that means the return of Dothan Woods football with 96.9 The Legend. Every Friday night, join Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself as we bring you all the action for Dothan Woods football. The Dothan Wolves are headed into 7A this year, and to kick the season off on August 21st, they are playing Hoover up in Birmingham. You can check out all the action at starting at 645 with pregame. Kickoff is at 7 on 96.9 The Legend. Everybody, my second guest on the Wiregrass High School Football Report this week is Michael Rinker. He is the WDHN Sports Director. And, uh, Michael, I do appreciate you taking the time coming on the show this week. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, you said Sports Director. It's still weird to hear that. I mean, it's almost two months I've had a job, but it's still weird being in the industry. So I'm excited for you allowing me to come on. Oh, yeah, I'm glad to have you on. You told me all fair this is your first uh, podcast adventure, and I told you, I said, I'm sorry I'm the one you had to be your first one <laughs> on, but I'm glad I'm glad you could come on. Uh, I always enjoyed uh, WDHN and their coverage over the years, and for you, I mean, you're new here. You're new to the Wiregrass, so yeah. I guess that's where I wanted to lead things off with. Uh, just overall, what's your overall impressions of the Wiregrass so far? I've honestly enjoyed it. Um, I got When I came down and visited just the station in the area probably back in early May and thinking about going back to then it's like this place seems so different than what I thought it was going to be and it feels a lot more at home than I was suspecting of course it's hot I'm still listening <laughs> to that as I'm standing outside right now it is hot um, but yeah I really enjoyed it I could tell this the area really loves their high school sports specifically football so I'm excited to see what's going to happen this fall so I just hope we have a season so we can all have some fun yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I am as well. Uh, so, uh, if you were in West Virginia right now, how, what what would be their weather be like right now? You mentioned the hot air of the wiregrass. Yeah, so typically in the summers, I'm originally from Virginia. That's where I would spend my summers, just at my family's house. But West Virginia is probably lower 80s. Definitely not as humid. That's the big thing. They don't have as much humidity there. So, it would feel a lot better there. Um, actually, about four years ago, Around this time, I was moving into my freshman dorm, and it was hot, but it was still like 85, and that was super hot there. So, down here, where if it doesn't feel like 100, you're getting lucky. So, it's a big bit of bit of a change for sure. Yeah, um, I've heard that a lot from people that have come here from other areas. That the, it's the heat yeah. <laughs> during the summertime. I can only imagine. And we don't have a winter, so you can just don't have to. You can look forward to not having a winter. We may have two weeks of it. That, yeah. And that is a stretch some years. Uh, we have uh, fall and spring, kind of, but uh, the winter is non-existent here in, in southeast Alabama. And, uh, of course, you went to West Virginia and, you know, kind of you get to listen to get to know you a little bit. Uh, what led you in the direction of wanting to be in uh, sports journalism? Honestly, it dates back. I mean, I just remember being a little kid and every morning it was kind of just a habit of mine to creep into my parents' bed and turn on their TV to Sports Center. And just from there, it's kind of like, dang. I also, I mean, always had a passion for sports, but being a, I realized athletically, I wasn't gifted like you know someone like LeBron James. So I wanted to work in sports, and I was 
Stan Verrett and Neil Everett. I don't know if, if you know the Sports Center anchor. Oh yeah, they just made the job look so much fun. So I was like, if I could do something like that, that'll be a job and life well spent. So, kind of just ever since I was probably about eight years old, this is the field I wanted to be in. And going to West Virginia definitely made that even more intense, just because Morgantown is like this area. Sports is everything, and I'm going to go to work right now, and I'm excited to see what comes the next few years. I and you got a taste of the wiregrass last year in a way with a coach Neil Brown. So come from Troy, went yeah. to West Virginia. So there you go. You got a preview of how people in the wiregrass might be before you even came here. <laughs> yeah, and Neil Brown, he is easily one of the better men I've ever met in my lifetime. And so I'm excited to see what he does with the Mountaineer football team. So hopefully we can have a season this year because I think this year, last year was kind of bumpy, but. He didn't really have any of the guys that he would bring in. So this year I expect big things. It's unfortunate what happened with Coach Vic, but I think this year they'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking so too. Whenever they get played again, Neil Brown's going to do good things up there. Uh, now you talked about you know who you looked up to, which, you know, Sports Center guys, hey, I've – I, I remember as a kid, I would watch Sports Center, the same Sports Center, several times. Just, just kept it on on the oh, loop yeah. all day. Uh, what did you did you what sports did you play growing up? So growing like up, up until I was probably about twelve, I played every sport. Uh, I wrestled most in high school. That's what I did. I was a wrestler, but I played football, baseball, soccer. So I was playing sports year round. But once I got into high school, and my dad he wrestled at West Virginia actually, so. Wrestling was definitely my sport. Did that year round with like high school. So coming here, it's been a bit of a change. Um, I know wrestling's not too big in the wiregrass. I'm hope maybe hopefully in my time here it grows a little bit, but we'll see. So uh, let's kind of transition into the wiregrass area with uh, football here. And you've obviously you spoke to a lot of coaches in the area. Uh, with the upcoming season, of course, with its challenges, it's going to be a different season for everybody. I mean, everybody's adjusting to what it is. Uh, what's been some things that stood out to you when you talked to coaches around the area? Honestly, like, there's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, with the coronavirus. All of them were kind of in the same boat with they want to play, but at the end of the day, player safety is their number one priority. So I'm excited. Um, I think we will have a season. Um, I really don't know what to expect exactly from teams. I've seen the power rankings and such. So there's some t- definitely teams in the area that should be in a contention state. But I think hopefully in a few weeks when we get to see these teams play, there should be high-level competition all around. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There, and there are some good teams in this area. I mean, there's pretty there's a team ranked – in every classification except 4A. I mean, because, of course, at 7A, you got the Dothan Wolves, and look, Enterprise got two votes. And uh, you saw the Dothan Wolves play in the scrimmage on Friday night. Uh, I unfortunately was not mm-hmm. able to attend. Uh, just for you just okay. seeing the Dothan Wolves up close and personal in a game-like environment, uh, what were your, your takeaways from that? Oh, I mean, Jalen White, every time he touched the ball – it just seemed like he wasn't getting tackled. So, obviously, when you play your own team, you're a little bit probably hesitant to get as aggressive on the defensive side. But I'm excited to see. Obviously, he's got some offers from many, many D1 schools. So, I'm excited to see what he does. But I think it's really going to be at the quarterback position. You would probably know more so than I would. But 
they look like they have talent everywhere, especially in the skill position. Um, it was great to hear the sound of pads again. I feel like it's been like two years since we've actually heard noise. So I think Coach Grider's got a good team, and I really expect them to do well this year. Yeah, um, what's been your takeaway of your conversations with, uh, or if you've had conversations or got the chance to meet and talk with Coach Grider? Yeah, he's probably been the coach I talked to the most, just given one being Doe Fenneman. Uh, I've done a few stories on them. Uh, I think, obviously, that first match over the Hoover is going to be a great measuring stick game just to see where the Wolves are and, and if they are a serious contender, which I think they will. I mean, like I said, I was really impressed with how much speed they had on the offensive side of the ball. So I think come August 20, 21st, we'll really know where um, the Wolves stand. But he's a really nice guy. And he's somebody I text at like 1 o'clock. He's like, hey, can I come by at 2, get a quick interview? He's like, sure, man, just come on up, obviously with my mask and everything. So been really appreciative of him and just how much access he's given me into their programs. So I wish the best for him. Yeah, that's one thing that's great about Coach Grider, and he's been very good about that with the local media. You know, last year, the first year that he was here, obviously the first year to Dothan Wolves, uh, he, he is very good about that, and that's one thing that's, I've, that stood up to me with him. And the, you know, what this team has coming back, you're right, they do have a lot of speed. That Hoover matchup is big, which you wouldn't have had it, but you know, the state of Georgia pushed their season back two weeks because they were supposed to play Bainbridge first. Actually, they weren't even supposed yeah. to play on the 21st. That was going to be like a Jamboree-like deal with Park Crossing, yeah, which now is their second game, official second game. And that Hoover matchup, it's going to be big. And Because last year, the storyline with Dothan obviously was the merging. It was the merging of two schools. How would that work? Yeah. And it worked great. I mean, the team played well. Obviously made the playoffs, won the region. So this year's now going to seven eight. You're stepping up into a different classification, and <laughs> there are some heavy hitters there uh, with Hoover, Prattville, Central Phoenix City. So it's just like um, it's in- it's an interesting season. So I think everybody in this area, and I'm sure you will, will be keeping your eyes on what this team is going to be doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, what better way to get right back into football? It's one of the probably the better matches we'll see in the Wiregrass. Well, not in the Wiregrass. But fortunately, it's going to be up in Birmingham. I would have loved to have gone and seen it. But, yeah, I think there's not too many other games I'd want to go to that weekend than uh, Hoover and, and Dothan. Or, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I, and then, of course, Dothan's got Enterprise. And that's the rivalry. Uh, have you yeah. had a chance to, uh, to chat with the anybody from Enterprise yet? Unfortunately, no. He was um, – that was the one coach that wasn't able to go to either media day. So I'm still waiting. I'll probably go out to a practice if I'm allowed to, just to one touch base with the coach. Um, unfortunately, his name is slipping my mind right now, but if you said it, I would know it. Um, I'd like to just go out there and see what they're about. Obviously, I saw that they, uh, one of their players just signed, committed to play at uh, Alabama a few weeks ago. So I'm excited. I know they have a pretty good program. Oh, I guess, you know, outside of Dothan, because I, I get accused of only focusing on Dothan sometimes on this show. <laughs> uh, when you, any other coaches or teams or, you know, that really stick out to you uh, that you have talked to this, you know, during this all season, you know, since you've came to Dothan? Yeah. Um, Aridan is a team that I, I mean, just doing a little pre I think, 
right back where they were last year. Um, I would love to see what Emmanuel Anderson does now as a junior mm-hmm. at Geneva, Geneva County because I think mean, that's a big step. You're going from a sophomore to a junior. You're kind of supposed to take the role as a leader. So I would love to see him. Obviously, he's got, what, 22, 23 college offers. Um, I'm trying to get more educated in terms of all the teams. But as I do these previews, I kind of learn coaching and then trying to learn names of players, not only those who graduated, but those who are coming back. And so I'm trying to put my feelings to where I can expect some teams to be. But really, for me, I'm excited for the 21st and the 28th just so I can see teams in action and get to know these yeah. guys a little more and do my job a little better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun. And then I think you'll enjoy especially uh, the smaller communities when you get like the 1A to 2A, 3A teams to the, those, those yeah. small communities, how they just rally around. The Dothan does too and Enterprise does too, but those – those are those communities rally around those smaller ones as well too. So I think that's always fun if you can get out to one of those games as well. Yeah, and, actually, uh, well, now, Bob and Tyra. I mean, I went over to Ashford. Now they're in four a school, but I was over there, gone over a few times, and he's somebody that I really love to talk to. And so I, I wish him the best over at Ashford. Um, one of the kids that I work with actually went there, so he was like, "Yes, we got a winner now." Um, so I think they're expecting big things. Um, I think I went over there probably late June, early July, filmed the practice. So they look like they got speed as well, which for me, anybody faster than me, I consider speed, which isn't hard to beat. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, like I said, it's really just I'm excited for two weekends from now, getting to watch these games and just seeing who's who and where's what. That Astrid person, I'm going to tell you this off air. I know who I think I know who it is, and I'm going to talk about it off air. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, uh, uh, Michael, um, I do appreciate you doing this, and I, I'll say welcome to the Wiregrass too. Uh, great to have you, and uh, I've been watching WDH, and I think you're doing a great job uh, covering the sports I over there. And uh, I enjoy enjoy your, uh, your your sports cast, but also let you do this. Uh, if the listeners wanted to follow you online and check out your stuff over at WDH, where can they find you? Of course. So, obviously, our website for the TV channel is dothanfirst.com. Um, my Twitter and Instagram are the same. It's Michael Ranker TV. Uh, my last name, Michael, spelled normally, and my last name is R-A-N-K-E-R, and then TV. So, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I might accept it. No promises. But yeah, Twitter is <laughs> usually what, if you're going to see what I'm talking about, usually Twitter is the best way to go. So, Michael Ranker TV. All right, sounds good, Michael. I do appreciate the time, and I uh, hope we can do this again sometime during the season and uh, see how all this is shaking out. All right, now as we close it out, I kind of mentioned there talking with Michael that there's a lot of teams in the Wiregrass that are ranked. I want to go over that real quickly. In 7A, the Dothan Wolves are ranked at number 8. Uh, receiving votes in 7A, Enterprise did receive 2. Going into year two under Rick Darlington there in Enterprise. In 6A, only one team in the area is ranked. At number seven, you have Eufaula, who came in second place last year in 6A Region 2. In 5A, at number seven, you have Andalusia. Receiving votes in 5A, you have Carroll. At 4A, we don't have any teams in the Wiregrass that are ranked, but did get some votes for Geneva. In 3A, Providence Christian is at number six and receiving votes in 3A, New Brockton. In 2A, Ayrton is at number 6, D.W. Long at number 7, and Laverne at number 8. So a few teams 
uh, in this area are ranked in 2A in receiving votes. You do have Elba, who went back up to 2A after spending uh, last season in 1A. Then in 1A, which is a custom. No shocker, this team is at number one. That is Brantley. So that's just kind of a little roundup of all the teams in the area that are ranked. Should be a good year. Have plenty of good football teams in the Wiregrass. It's going to be an exciting season, I believe, with football every single Friday night. And I can't wait for it to get kicked off on the 21st. And that's going to do it for the first episode going back weekly here in Season 2. I did a few off-season episodes, but I'm glad to be back in the routine coming at you once a week with great high school football conversation. Once again, thanks to Brian Stewart, new Abbeville head coach, and WDHN's new sports director, Michael Rinker, for being on on the show this week. Hope to talk to them both again sometime down the road this season, see how everything's shaking out, especially with Abbeville, and also uh, what's Michael's thoughts on what he's seeing around the wiregrass on the field when it comes to high school football. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. You can find a podcast, Apple Podcast, and the Google Play Store. If you're on Apple Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. You leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. I go to iTunes, I search for the podcast, I look to see if there's any reviews. So if you leave one, I will read it on a future edition of the show. And also, remember the apps, the 95.5 WTVY 96.9 The Legend and KMX 106.7. Check out those apps as well. And uh, like I said, it's very easy to find a podcast on those uh, apps. And uh, they're very easy to use. Uh, I have all three of them on my phone. I love listening to all three stations. Check them out. You will not regret that. Be back next week, which next week we'll be previewing some games, talking about some big matchups. Of course, we'll be looking at Dothan and Hoover as well, and look at some other matchups going on in the Wiregrass as we kick off the high school football season on August 21st. Hope everybody has a fantastic week. Take care of each other as always. Until next time, bye-bye.